0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch.
1: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation.
3: I know, I know, I know. I said we were going on break, but you know what? We just couldn't leave you guys over the Chrissy Couldn't holidays. resist
0: coming back for some more.
3: Um, realize this isn't the best time of the year all the time for people. Sometimes it is. There's family, there's not family. Wherever you're at, we thought we'd provide some content to put a smile on your face. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you're listening, um, you could be in the car, could be in the shower if you've got those special waterproof headphones, I don't know.
0: Or just iPhone on the uh, basin, oh that yeah, works too.
3: Yeah, cool. Um we just wanted to get something to you, and we thought we'd start with an absolute bang. We've been lucky enough throughout the year to speak to a lot of guests about the 2018 prem- premiership.
0: Mm, you've brought it up a few times.
3: I've brought it up. <laughs> I tell you what, we should have done a highlights, a highlights <laughs> episode on you breaking down your five assists. Uh,
0: a few people would absolutely hate that. Justin
3: Layar at the top of that list. Now we are breaking it down today. From all angles, we get it from coaches, we get it from players that played for West Coast, we get it from a player that right. at Collingwood. Um, it's going to be bouncing around a little bit. So just wanted to give you a heads up. There won't be a, this is Dom Sheed speaking about kicking the goal, or this is Sam Mitchell speaking about his halftime speech. It's going from player to player, Dan and I in the middle as well. That's so- right.
0: And and if you want, you could you could tally them, list them all out, send us a message, and we'll pick a winner
3: just in case you want to do that. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that either. True. Thanks to our supporters, our sponsors, Whippersnapper Whiskey, Margaret River Roasting Co., Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras. If you want to help them out, we'd love it too. Sign up as a Patreon. Join us on backchatpodcast.com.au. Follow us on socials. We're still there, I think. Backchat double underscore. Anything else, Dan? No, let's go. Enjoy the show. Uh, Your midfield coach, um, you you lose, you know, a decent season, but it wasn't like it was a dominating season where he was undefeated. You know, you've probably been close to involved in that with some of the Hawthorne seasons you played in. But Gaff, Natanui out towards the back end of the season, which really changes the dynamic of West Coast midfield. Um, Gaff on a wing, plays the same position every week, does the same thing, very reliable. And Natanui does what he does in the ruck. Um, How was that as your first season as assistant coach to deal with like two really big outs coming towards the final series.
4: Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a really, I mean there was so much talent in that group. Like that was a phenomenal... We had Dom Sheed playing in the reserves. Yeah, like that's for. So Andrew Gaff going out of that side brings Dom Sheed in, and we all knows how we all know how that finished. So it was a crazy amount of talent in that group, and um, what. What was really easy, and Simo was quite good at this, was really role driven. So you just had a role to play, and whoever was best at playing that role, that was who played in that game. So because of the, the clarity of the roles, it made picking um, the team reasonably easy. And it was the thing with the midfielders, there was such versatility and strength of, of talent in that group that um, they were a reasonably easy group. They were desperate for success and had a high level of talent. If you've got those two things, then you, you're pretty well set.
5: For teams to win flags these days, you you need to hit a sweet spot at the right time.
3: Did Sam Mitchell and Adrian Hickmott have um what what was their impact on hitting that sweet spot? Those that, those two were yeah. guys that had big big deal to do with the midfield huge. and contested ball and midfield. Yeah. yeah,
5: no, huge. Obviously, Adrian Hickmott was um, an unbelievable mentor to the playing group, and he didn't coach me that year. Um, but he was a great mentor to. He mentored me a little bit when I was in and out of the team. Um, And he was great, you know, his his footy brain probably wasn't as good as his relationship building, whereas Sam Mitchell was a very good footy brain. So I remember his first midfield meeting he had with us when he first started coaching. Um, So he obviously played one season then went into coaching and come back that next year. First midfield meeting, he puts on the the screen, um, plugs in his laptop, puts on the screen, and it's a Premiership Cup, and he goes... Right, boys, I'm here to win you as a premiership, all right? So um, that's what we're going to do this year. At the start of 18. Did he? Right, um, boys, we're here to win this, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to win that premiership. That was his very first midfield meeting to our, our, our playing group.
0: What was your thoughts when you see a guy come in and be like,
5: Because he's come from his player, remember? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. So, like, uh, unbelievable. Like, we always knew he was going to be a good coach. We always knew he was going to be a good coach and um, he's a very dominant personality and knows what he wants and goes out and gets it. And for him to do that, it it was like we knew he was all in and he was going to be great for us. And it almost gave us that confidence of, like, yeah, boys, we we are going to be the best midfield group this
3: year and we'll, we'll win that. Um, I remember things I remember about you in 2018 were uh, you you drove a lot of the you personally drove a lot of the uh, it's culture I suppose uh, around the group of that week you spoke to the group at the start of that week out the front by yourself mm. uh, one of one of the things was no sunglasses no phones rule um, both at training almost around the club and definitely in the grand final parade yep. and you spoke about let me let me get this right embracing the week it was about embracing the week no.
6: Uh, it yeah,
3: was like it was em- it was it wasn't it wasn't I um, wasn't wasn't enjoy the week? Yeah, it, it was not have a good yeah. time. Well, I think like, we're there to had a win.
6: Yeah, yeah, it was in it was embracing the game. So we talked about the game is 120 minutes of footy. So I think previously, in 15, was a bit like, oh, look, we're in a grand final. How is this? The town's up and about. Let's embrace that week. You know, people are going to be training. We had 15,000 people training, just soak it all up. And I reckon. You know, a lot of us, we just got caught up with that and probably took away from preparing for 120 minutes of what we need to do on the weekend. So a little bit of that embrace the game um, was more the focus rather than fuck, fuck the week. Let's just get through the week and do you what you need to do and then we're going over for 120 minutes of footy and that's it. Win the cup and come back. And just simplifying that.
3: 2018, the week of the grannies, I can't imagine you saw too much of that.
7: Nah, nothing. So,
3: so the prelim final uh, contest in the goal square, defensive uh, goal square, smallest bloke on the ground hit you, and I, um,
7: it, I think it's whatever. <laughs> it. Extremely powerful bloke.
3: Uh, one of the one of the Melbourne players run through you and just got you pretty flush. And what 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 happened? What?
7: Yeah, no, he's, like, he got me, yeah got me good. Um, thing it didn't look like much, like and it didn't feel like much at the stage. Like I f- thought I just got winded. Um, and I obviously kept playing the rest of the game out. Um and I just I kept getting sorry. I just got hit right between my ribs and I guess my hip bone like straightening in my guts, pretty much. Um yeah, he just flushed me deep. And I yeah, I thought I got winded and it was just a bit of a cork and then I kept um kept playing. Time. I can't remember when and it I was. was. I just right. remember it was in the in the goal square there somewhere. I should have just kept my feet and I would have been very hot. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it got Kept playing Everything was pretty good uh, Then I started to get Keep getting sore Throughout the game But whatever We were flying It was a great game uh, Finished with the docks And docks had looked at me And just said You're, You might have a bit Of a bruising Internal bruising A bit on your abs And all that But you'll be fine Right. And I was driving home Lucky my old man Was with me um, I was driving home And i as soon as I started Trying to get out of the car I just started getting All these pains In my guts and back And I was going, dad rings, I was just going white and I was just screaming. Um, it was bad. And I literally slid back in the car. Dad drove me straight up the hospital. Um, and I just had all this internal bleeding and shit and stuff. You, <laughs> shit! Can, can, I swear? Can, swear. can I swear? I'll this. You've already sworn all the time <laughs> and, you, and you're allowed to as well. Yeah, I had all this internal bleeding and um, everything else going on in um, throughout whatever. Um, and then, yeah, I got admitted to the hospital and I was trying to drain all the blood, because it, it's just a big cork, massive cork inside there, and it's just bleeding um, all around your kidneys and um, whatever other organs you've got in there. Because it's twofold, right? See, we are playing in the grand final in seven days, so, yes, they're trying to look after you yeah. and make sure you're okay, but they're trying to get you to play. Like, yeah, 100%. They, they want to make sure you're okay, but they also... Oh, the thing is, that's what I... Ha- I feel like I had that in my head of, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I've got the grand final next week. you're fine, mate, stop whinging about it. And then it just got to the point where it was so bad. Yeah, And then I got, yeah, got to the hospital and... They were doing the stuff trying to get all this blood and all that out and had to get me on the um, morphine drip and everything. Like, it was, I was bad, like you know, no good. Uh, and then I stayed at the night and I remember Cove coming in, fitness guy and uh, Stevie Govina coming in and going, mate, how are you going? And I just remember walking in and just looking at me and like, they didn't, just the look on their face, I was like, I must be bad. I must look really bad. I was like, no, mate, I'm all good. You know what you like as a young kid. No, sweet, mate, I'll be right for the weekend. And uh stayed in there till Tuesday night or Wednesday because i they couldn't i couldn't move like it was just such a big inflated cork um in my guts and i just could, couldn't move um and then tried to train wednesday we doing all this different stuff trying to get it moving and um putting all these blood thinners in it trying to get all the blood out um it's just like a cork when I mean, you get a cork in your leg you do, you got to flush it you got to get the blood moving get it out and we couldn't get it uh until Steve gavina um, the great man I love him to death he, so I wouldn't Steve, have played a Steve's a physio I, about say. You wouldn't I wouldn't have played without him no way there's no way because um, so we tried everything to the doctor's book I guess and Stevie Gavine has got a, a not left side of view but he's he's got a different way of looking at the stuff and different methods and, um, and this is when Wim Hof had just come out like it's just a recent thing and he sent me this video and said mate I want to try this with you and see if we can get your rib cage and everything going and getting all your organs going you get to try all this so it's deep a breathing, breathing. breathing technique. it's a breathing technique and then you hold your breath and you, if anyone has done it it's worth doing like trying it I've I was hallucinating and there was heaps going on with, <laughs> with, with this big Steve McAvina but yeah I started doing that and everything started to get moving Um, and did that we're doing water running yes you were I've got some good What's footage of that running? oh mate don't ever do water running oh it's it's well, I, it's it's we, exactly what it is You're in water yeah, Running But right. a, He had a, a band around Your waist So you're yeah. pulling your back So you're just running On the spot pretty much And it just you f- I felt like a baby girl. I felt <laughs> awkward And it was just shocking But we are just trying everything we, could, we had to try everything um, And then yeah The Wim Hof stuff Started getting me moving So I could get on the flight Get over to Melbourne I hadn't trained um, So I, you
0: I over By this point You, you stayed back in No so or? we
7: We flew over Thursday Right. Yeah. So we that was our day off that Thursday morning. So I'd just got out Tuesday, um, come in to try to do some stuff Wednesday, I could barely do anything. And then we did the Wim Hof and everything in the morning so I could get on this flight and got on that flight. And then um How was that? The yeah, flight? flight was fine, like everything everything was pretty good. I was just sore, like I just couldn't move probably. Um, so I hadn't trained anyway, We'd get over there and um yeah, trying to go through the procedures, get everything done. Um I remember Right before, so we, we we every day I was up at 6 o'clock and we are just doing all this different stuff for Stevie and we are finishing at 6 o'clock in the hour just trying to do everything we could and Stevie was there with me the whole way and then we had the grand final parade. Yes. And the club, I, Bozzo said, mate, do you need this? I said, mate, I need, I need this. It's a two or three hour deal. I said, mate, I need this. I I've, got to prep, I've got to try and get up for this game. I can't be sitting in a car waving to everyone for um, three hours. I need to try and prepare to get get up for this game. So they said, all right, no worries. We're going to go to the parade and leave it here. And I was there and we're doing, literally doing the Wim Hof breathing and um, Stevie's massaging it and whatever else. And then um, I get a phone goes off. Steve Green's phone goes off and he gets the call from Voz and Voz says, oh, you've got to, um, got to come to the parade now. And I was, I was like, oh, mate, we're halfway through this. It's, he said, no, you've got to come. Um, there'll be a fine. And Stevie's like, oh, all right, how big's the fine? Like, can we, Is there a possibility we can pay? Because Stevie's like, mate, he really needs this time. And I was like, let me check. And calls back, goes, no, nah, fine, too. we we will pay the fine. He goes, but the AFL said if you don't get to this grand final parade, you can't play. <laughs> so I was like getting up in a taxi, drove to the top of the thing there waiting for me. And one of the things we said before um, we got to this grand final from previous, obviously 15, it's, you're not rock stars. The grand final parade—you got to respect it for the fans and everything. But it's, you're not going to remember whether you win, lose, draw. You're not going to really sit around and go, "How great was that grand final parade?" And it was just a thing of us, not not having sunnies and being rock stars. Don't oh. wear sunnies. Don't wear. I don't, oh, we could wear hats. No sunnies. Don't take
3: photos. No phones. Just be humble about it
7: Yeah Just be there and wave For the fans um, And we've got a job to do Sort of thing And I've rocked in late In a taxi So
3: there's 21 people Sitting in the parade it's, And we're sitting there Late waiting for him Right <laughs> And so Maston's sitting By himself yeah, in the had, car um, Horthand Ah oh, sorry uh, Collingwood Yeah Collingwood. Collingwood yeah, they were, yeah they were ahead of it They're everyone, gone yeah. Yep Collingwood's gone We're sitting around Waiting for old doofy here um, Mast, Masto's sitting there By himself Everyone knows Sonny's. What Gov gets onto the ute What's he got on oh, I'm
7: sunnied up <laughs> Oh, it still, got the I mean, still got pisses the proper me racket. off man It still pisses me off Because I got my sunnies on And I'm standing up And I'm like Because I, I, was, I was like The last card or something I thought I'll sneak in here I'll get in Just get on my car Get the old All good and we'll get going As soon as I've got out there Like every single media camera Everything was just like Flashing in my face <laughs> And I didn't know And I sat down And like, everyone's interviewing And I said no I'm all good Just trying to get ready For the game Blah 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 And I'm doing all this Photos Everything And then I've turned and we took off and Masto's like, good to see you listen to the no sunny policy, mate. <laughs> and I'm just there like, no. I'm like, looked at him. He goes, <laughs> as Masto does, he goes, yeah, mate, there wouldn't be many photos of that, of you getting on the car. <laughs> if you
3: Google Jeremy Gov and Grand Final <sighs> Parade, it's just sunglasses. Like, there's nothing else but sunglasses. But
7: we, we had a lot. Like, the, then all the the WhatsApp groups going nuts. Like, good on you, Gov. You rocks. Uh, you <laughs> Everyone was getting into me the whole time. It was, it was funny, but at the same time, it, was, it pissed me off.
3: But they it got to the stage; they took his sticker off the car. They pulled. there was the stickers McGovern, Maston. Right. They'd taken it off. Yeah, and so then there was, that's why the scrum was at the Ute because I was like, "What's going on here? Gov's not coming right. yeah. And there was all this back and forth with the AFL. <laughs> AFL threatened to not let us train. Yeah, um, on the Friday at the MCG if you didn't yeah. come, and then they're like, "You're not even playing in the game." So they I just remember because I was a couple in front of it, they were re-sticking his sticker back on it was like all crinkled. That <laughs> uh, it was very good. Yeah, we taxi and it was it was good fun. Losing twenty fifteen taught me that making grand final isn't doesn't mean anything. Because when yeah. you lose it, it becomes the worst and like yeah. you don't actually have any memories from the whole week. So coming into twenty eighteen, we spoke about that a lot, right? Yeah. As yeah. senior players, like you and I are similar age, almost yeah. no, the same well, age.
8: Yeah. I think all we all I said that whole entire week was do your job. I think I said do your job to every single person like four thousand times, and it was annoying. But it was like just do your job because it doesn't matter. Just do your job.
3: You had a bit of a role as well as your on-field one as a bit of a hype man within the well locker room a bit, but pre-game in yeah. in pre-game huddles before we ran out in the game throughout your career. Yeah, For 2018, you were a yeller and a screamer. Oh, well, kind and of if was you weren't always doing that.
8: It was kind of an always a a and screamer. It was especially when Guinness was around. Like, I don't know what it was. We just Pat McGinnity. It was like we're going out. Some games it was like we're going. Oh, I was going out to. It felt like I was going to like Northbridge. Northbridge man. And I'm like, <laughs> you club on a fire. Tuesday. Fire, yeah. <laughs> just just shit because we weren't serious. We weren't a serious group. And like when we were, we were shit. So we were trying to. I was trying to make it as least. I was just trying to make fun. Yeah. Uh,
0: what sort of things are you yelling?
8: Just oh man, just like we'd pick up on little things I'd be taking the piss out of Gaffy for being boring or like, but just like, it just depended what it was the, on the day, but it was like as loud as you possibly could. And you wasn't like forced either. If he tried to, there was times where it was forced because you weren't feeling it and uh, they were the worst and, they, and and I didn't play well and I don't think the team probably didn't play well, but yeah, you're just, just try to build on energy.
3: Yeah, it was for energy. It was, yeah, if yeah. Marcel wasn't like that, it well, meant the quiet guys would be even more quiet and you get two inside your hand, too insular, and you can't perform. So he was the energy guy.
6: I missed the first goal of the game. So that was like... You did. That was a huge moment. It we was 30 seconds into play, um, ball scragging around the middle, Boots gets it out, which is, you know, pretty much my career. Boots gets out running, I know that it's coming straight to me, and I was able to get a bit of split, and um, took a mark about, you know, 35, 40 out, and... Crowd goes nuts, 30 seconds, got the ball in my hands, hadn't kicked to go on the last grand final. I was like, oh, pff, how is good is this? Yeah. Mason, Cox, Mason Cox takes the mark and he's like 20 foot tall, stands up and I'm like, oh, I'll give myself a couple of meters and then just went back. Oh, I've, oh, I was so confident I was going to kick that and then it just faded to the right and then he hit his, oh, and I was like, Fuck. Isn't there isn't there something to do with winning the coin toss that people that win the coin oh the, the stats though I got got told a few stats um, pre game it was um, yeah one was well if you draft a Rioli you in within three years you win a flag that's been since Senior, I think that's fact that's fact wow. that was fact so we drafted Willie a year ago the year before yep. so I was like oh beautiful there's there's one big tick and then the yep. uh, the other stat was in the last five or six years whichever. Um, Whichever team had, or whatever the toss kicked to the city end, they'd they'd won the game. And I wow. was like, oh, so Bung usually comes to me and is like, which end you want to go? I was like, well, if you win it, go city end because the odds are saying that we're going to win based off that one coin toss that was all we were <laughs> relying on. And then uh, the other one was, I think within the it was like five or six years, similar similar time frame. The team that kicked the first score, uh, goal. first goal, lost the grand final. Yeah, right. So. Part of my head in thinking we're yeah. missing that <laughs> first goal was oh, you know, I can't get a goalie, I'll wait till they kick one. Little did I know that Varco, once he kicked that first goal, he uh they kicked four others and yeah, yeah. We we're under the pump. Five goal to zero yes. in a grand final. Yes. Yes.
3: So grand final, you boys kicked the first five goals of the game. So mm. my flow state was slightly altered. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't panic state. We did, we did a lot of work on the, on the mental side of the game. I know you guys did too. Um, a big part about 2015 was we didn't have any tools mentally to deal with a team getting on top of you on the biggest stage in the competition, yep. uh, in, in, the, in the league. 2018, we did. We did a lot of mindfulness. We had a lot of um, strategies mentally to not get too concerned about score Mm. on the other side you guys five goals up what are you thinking
2: um i think you're pretty you're pretty hyped you're like man we have just come into a grand final like we've kicked five goals you know we've kind of continued this momentum from the game before um we're we're definitely up and about like i think at that point you're you're going how good is this we might you know we might win the whole thing yeah um yeah but like with anything, you know, you, you get to that first quarter and you're like, okay, now you reset. And you're like, you just never know what they might bring to you that next quarter. And it's always like that. I mean, like you go quarter by quarter and it's like you might come back from halftime and just get smacked. Like we had it like Geelong this year. We had Geelong, the same thing happened. We just, they came back and just chiseled, chiseled, chiseled away and ended up yeah. winning the game. And um, I think that's one mentality in footy is you realize it's never over till it's over like And it's every every quarter time they might you know switch something up. That's a totally different game plan, or someone might play a different position that kind of turns the tides and is able to kind of you know bring the ball back in there and their half and score more goals. So yeah, I like my personal. I can only speak from my personal experience, yeah. but I think we're all pretty up and about. I think there's one moment I'll mm-hmm. never forget that it was, it was Brass was playing on me. Yes and um yeah, he, i was not putting my hand up to play mate. i tell <laughs> say that right now too I small for you probably better better forwards out there in the league than myself but, <laughs> oh, um playing point on me i remember he he worked me under on one i was filthy because that's like the worst thing you can feel as a, as a forward you know whenever the defenders got back shoulder he just easily works you under it takes a clunk he just look like an idiot yeah um he'd done that was 450 someone's kicking it straight for me too and i was just, i was like furious you know and i hadn't hadn't really done much in that first quarter i don't even think i maybe even had a marker a touch and um, remember another time in that first quarter where he went up to like punch a ball and he came down and actually got his finger in my eye, and that was the start of my whole experience with. I did hear this. With, um, so that happened in the grand final with glasses, yeah.
4: You remember what you said to the boys at quarter time? To, to, to the group, to the midfield group. Um. I remember that it, we'd had... The, the game was a lot of... It, the game was on our terms and Dugowie had kicked two goals that just Dugowie did Dugowie things.
3: No one else can do what he did. I only won the first. I was on him, so it was only one. Well... But it was Jaden Stephenson had kicked a couple. Yeah, so... Uh, it was five I, to nothing at one stage.
4: I think it was five goals to nothing, but the game wasn't really not on our... Uh, the game was... Reasonably evenly played, despite the scoreboard. So, as a coach, you can jump at shadows and change things because of the scoreboard. But really, the game was on our terms. So, I I don't know exactly what I said, but they think that if we something like if we persist, then we're on the right track here. I feel like you're going you know to me up, up again. Well, well, I've just heard.
3: I've heard a lot of boys talk about. It. I've heard multiple sources who are in that meeting once again that you said <laughs> the forward line aren't getting the job done here. We're on top of the game. We're winning the midfield battle. Uh, Backs are (laughs) shitting the bed a little bit. But we as a midfield group are going to have to kick some goals here because the forwards aren't
4: kicking them. Something along those lines. Yeah. So when I
3: say something along those lines, exactly those (laughs) (laughs)
4: lines. I'd have to go back and have a look. But I imagine what I would have been trying to get the the midfielders to do is to think forward rather than support the defence. That seems like a message you would give if you want your midfielders to think forward, to move forward, to get closer to the 50, to give themselves opportunities to have shots on goal. Um, Collingwood were very well set up defensively. Um, so we shots from outside 50 was a good way to score against them. So the idea from a coach... Fact or fiction isn't the most important thing. The story that they hear and they believe is, and the influence you can have. So me telling them the forwards are struggling a bit, we're going to have to keep the goals. That I imagine took anxiety away from the playing grief, have a little smile probably, and they looked over at you know J.K. or whatever and had a little chuckle to themselves. And I'm going to have to do your job for you. That incentivizes them and gives them joy. And in a ga- in a grand final with a hundred thousand people, five goals to zero down, that is exactly the the feeling that. I obviously thought they needed at the time. Don't tell the forwards. They won't see this one. No, you. correct. <laughs> don't worry about the forwards.
3: You talk about your eye injury. The first half, you personally, like you don't play like you did in the prelim, right? Yeah. Um, what, what are you thinking at halftime? Because on our side, Jack Darling is is in a similar position. Yes. doesn't play well in the first half, but comes out and has a really big second half. And you did the same thing. Hmm. It. Can you remember at halftime, anything that was said to
2: you, anything you thought? Um, yeah, I think it's... I mean, like, i are talking to some of the coaches and stuff. It's it's that reset mentality, you know, of like... And I'm sure everyone would have experienced it where a coach says, you know, what's happened in the past has happened. You can only change what's going to happen in the future. And um, Anthony Rock had come up to me and kind of... He's the person I would probably had a close relationship with the club and just kind of said, look, man, like, that's... The, what's happened has happened. Like, obviously, you haven't had a great half, but like, let's turn this thing around and see what you can do in the second half. And... Um, I think it's those moments where you have like a coach or someone you really trust who you know has your back and knows what's best for you and you would like just give anything for that you really listen to them in those kind of like stressful moments where you're like you know my head might be in a million different places but I feel like that direct kind of line of of trust to someone else you can go okay cool I'm 100% I'm just gonna listen to him and um and what advice he has so that was probably the big kind of turning point for me mentally was just saying like okay like Screw the past. What's done is done. We're still up by X amount of goals. Like, let's just try to finish this thing off. And that was kind of probably my mentality for the second half.
3: Liam Ryan, probably with not long to go in the third quarter, um, goes back with a flight, tries to mark a ball, has a look. I I do that all the time. I'm... I'm a frightened human being when I'm going back with a flight like that. So it's scary, it it's the scariest thing ever. Oh, there's, don't put yourself in that position. No,
7: that's it's not it's not courageous. It's, no, but
3: anyway, he goes back ass. with the flight. He drops the ball with no pressure, seemingly no pressure. But could understand when you're coming back with a flight like that, you don't know what's coming. Anyway, drops it. Collingwood would take it, go down the other end, kick a goal. Yeah, so it was a big moment in the game. Um, it was just before three quarter time. So at three quarter time, I've seen the footage. I didn't see it on game day. You've got Liam Ryan with your arm around him. It's yep.
0: probably the most one of the most like recognizable things in my brain from that game is yep. that you you walking off the, the field with him.
3: Yeah. Yeah What are you saying to him at three quarter time in the grand final, tied grand final?
7: All I said was three quarters are done. We just got half an hour, bring your magic and we'll win the game. Yeah. And that's literally all I said. It looked like I was giving him a big speech, but I kept it so simple and he was like, Yeah, bros, I got you. and as we all know, about last quarter he played amazing. Last quarter,
3: so what Ryan did in that last quarter, he hit the post twice. Yeah, he yeah, he had two posts. I was in like, about five. fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but he had a moment exactly the same. Yeah, like genuinely identical. And I put it down to you. And look, you can downplay it as much as you like, but um, having someone in his corner and saying it's okay, like don't don't worry about that. That's what Lewis Jetta was about, which is another reason why I say is the best of all time to ever have done it because he made Liam Ryan do what he did in that last quarter, which was the two behinds, two posters, yeah. but he took that mark in the moment. Yeah. He took yeah. that. He took, a, he took a screamer with <laughs> one. Ridiculous. One, a ridiculous, like sideways screamer with a minute and a half to go yeah. in the grand final.
9: And that one in a 50 where
7: he's running full, like just full tear, and there's a packed van, he just literally eyes on the ball and just with marks it. Yeah, And there's guys coming left, run, centre, and he just marked it on his chest. Have a
3: really big second half and influence the game like you did in the prelim. You're taking contested marks, you're kicking goals. Um, can you take your mind back to the last quarter? You know, it's a you guys start well at that. You kick the first two goals, scores a level at three quarter time. Come out, mm-hmm. and kick the first. It's like the it's like the first quarter again. Yeah, you know, you guys are up and about. Can you take your mindset back to that? You know, what are you thinking? Again? Um,
2: oh man, like no, I'm not sure how your experience would have been, but a lot of it's a blur. Like, I think a lot of it, you kind of go back and you kind of think about it and you're like, I wish I would have remembered exactly what I was thinking about at certain times in the game. Yeah. Uh, I've never really, I've only maybe seen highlights of the game. I've never actually got, you've probably watched it a hundred times, to be honest, but uh <laughs> no, hundred one. On yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a
3: few on that. Um, I've never watched, 20, I watched 2015 once,
2: so I know you? You yeah, think, yeah. Yeah. So i I just never have gone back and really watched it. Uh, I think maybe if I ever write a book someday, I might kind of dissect it a bit further, but um yeah in that last quarter it was just kind of this i don't know like i kind of felt this pressure but this also kind of like i'm very weird i feel like whenever i think about afl i think of the experience i think of kind of always come back to like where i started from and everything else and like whenever i'm in these kind of high pressure or um stressful environments and stuff like that i just go back to be like dude like (laughs) you didn't even know how to kick a football five years ago man (laughs) like dude just have a good time enjoy it man so I think that was probably my mentality. I think at some point in that third quarter, like or sorry, the fourth quarter, kind of between the quarter time break or whatever, I kind of just like thought about it all. And I was like, "Man, this is so cool. We're in a big game. We're in the biggest game of the year. It's a tight game. But, like everyone's kind of going at each other. and It's like you know, it's an absolute fist fight. Um, how cool is this? This is awesome. Yeah. Like I don't know, that's kind of a weird thing to probably think in that moment, but I was like, "This is awesome." And I was like, "All right, cool. Now, what do I need to do in my role to be able to execute to try to help us win this?"
3: Um, do you remember the moment? McGavin, yeah. to Vardy, yeah. to Ryan, to Shea. Do, you, rem- do, you,
7: do I, you remember? I'm trying not to remember it. Everyone keeps reminding me. Um <laughs> No, I'm not trying not to remember, sorry. But, yeah, I do. I remember it, yeah. But no, that's that that, that that mark that sets up the moment
3: that she kicks the goal in, you're... Playing in front of your opponent, which is to yep. or well, my opponent because I was in the middle of the MCG doing. Yeah. It, I wanted well, up there. I'm not going to tell that story. Whatever. But you, that's that's what you do. It wasn't by mm. chance that you like some people. I think, and I and I, I'm probably a proponent of this because I talk a bit of mm. shit when I talk about this. In, but you, you did what you always do. Play in front of your opponent. Played for the footy. Yeah. Got up, tried to take the game on because it wasn't long yep. left. Is that
7: yeah? Oh uh, yeah, it, yeah. I was just playing footy. Like that's yeah, that's just the way I, I play. I guess. Um, I get a lot of shit for it, for everyone saying I don't plan anyone, but they're all pretty quiet after that mark, I think.
0: How long did you think you had left?
7: Uh, that was the only thing that I remember. So I got the, my instructions from Pratty. Um, I'd just come on not long after that, uh, not long before that, um, and he just said, mate, when we've got to go. We've got to get the ball going if we can. Um, so if you get the opportunity in your market, you've got to go. Um, that was the only thing I m- had running through my head, really. That was the only instruction I'd. So I'd gone through. The rest of it was just I was, um, I was just not, I guess, it's free or whatever it is. I just felt I was just playing footy. And now, like, I look at it now, and I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, if you, if you stuff that up, or you that ball goes out the back, they win the game. Yeah. But I wasn't thinking like that at all. I was thinking, I wasn't thinking anything. I was just the ball's there, um, go for it. Back yourself in, go for it. I was yeah, I was just literally just playing footy. I felt like I was just flowing. Uh, the whole game, there wasn't really any consequence. I didn't think of any consequence or if I stuffed anything up, it was get the ball now. As soon as I got it, I just – I landed. I had to go. So I, just, I went, <clears throat> turned, and there was – I just remember seeing so many Collingwood players. <laughs> and I was like, I've played on here, and I'm done. <laughs> and then all I see is this big Russian – Sm- what, smirking at me Like didn't You could see didn't want that footy <laughs> and I'm like Nathan anyone. And I'm looking at him And then I copped eye contact Like, <laughs> and like I've got to go for this mate <laughs> And I was kicked And obviously Hit him And then uh, The same thing And now I've looked at it And I'm like Oh mate If I miss that kick Yeah there's just so much And I just didn't have Any of those thoughts at all I was just Yeah just playing footy And um, I guess it's something I just grew up with My I The whole—it's funny—the whole play that and every way it happened is just what I've been taught, uh, the way I've played my whole life since I can remember, and it's just if you can back yourself in to go get the foot, you go get it um, in the air, get your knee up to protect yourself, and take the ball at the highest point. That's—that's literally it. Tell me about—tell me
3: about the lead up to the moment, but what? I mean, you, you weren't meant to be the guy that kicks this goal, right? This wasn't meant to be Dom Shade.
0: Where do you remember where you were when the first mark in the chain happened?
3: Yeah, I well, my man Trelaw,
5: and I'm sure people have heard this a lot, but for the ones that haven't, uh, my man Trelaw um, was the one that kicked the ball into Jeremy McGovern, who marked it. And um, by then, I, there was I knew there was two minutes to go before then. Long. Before then, you're meant
3: to be off the ground at this stage.
5: Yeah, I was called off to the I was called off to the bench. Simo I think wanted um, the a runner come the, out they the, wanted the good Well players the players runner like. came out to me and said, um, you know, Dom, it's your turn to go to the bench and I've obviously three minutes going to grand final, I've politely declined to come to the bench <laughs> and I've decided to just Do you run. remember
3: making that decision? Do you remember? Yes, do you remember I ran to the forward
5: line. I ran so I've gone there's three minutes to go, I'm a midfielder. I'm going to go create an outnumber in the forward line, which is a complete opposite way that the ball's actually going. Um, so I'm just this seventh forward sitting in the forward line, and my man Trelaw kicks it into Gov. And I remember thinking we needed to win two contests before the ball got to me. So Gov's obviously kicked it to Vards, he's wheeled around, and kicked it to Flying. I couldn't believe how quickly the ball came in my hands when Flying got up and turned around, and I was all on my own. Everyone was thinking. You know, how's he he on his own in the forward line like that? But that's because I'd been sitting there for like 30 seconds on my own just waiting for something like that play to happen um, to create an opportunity because we're so late left in a game and you need to win it. You do something that you don't usually do. So scoey 's done what he's done, and you just it yeah, won, won
3: the game for the boys.
5: You That's, ask questions of the. You've got to ask questions of the opposition. You can't just keep playing normally. You've got to be a winger and run forward because to,
3: you know forward. you know how long there is left in the court. You know yeah, the, you know it's under late in five the game minutes. we and we're down by under a goal. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, what, what am I going to go and yeah, run
5: either, around like a normal You lose or you throw something? At yeah, correct. It. Exactly. I'd rather would rather lose by four goals having a crack. Um at at least actually trying you know um rather than not try anything and yeah I was very fortunate that it just came my way so so quickly it would have been the quickest transitional play of the day like right. from 1 150 to another 50 I've marked it and I've sort of people reckon I played on and yeah, you, um, did. you know, yeah. I was blocked, so yeah, there you
3: go. Hey on. So okay, so you're forward of the play. Um I'll i ta- I'll take it over. You're forward of the thank play. Scoe Scoey comes to the middle of the ground. I reckon I'll probably tag tag you up a little bit and say, Sheeto, you just keep going, mate, because <laughs> I've tried to win the game, hasn't worked out. Uh I <laughs> I sort of yeah, thank you, mate. Thanks. Yeah, bro. We're, good. we're good. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Very
10: good.
0: Now legend.
3: As I'm working my way back, your Thank man you. Trelaw does, does get the ball and he kicks it into the forward line. The only reason Jeremy McGovern is there for the moment is because I'm not <laughs> on my man. I just want to make that clear. The, these guys, you know, um, no, they certainly haven't made any money out of it, but there, there's been a, there, this, the moment. They've coined the moment, right? <laughs> McGovern, Devati, to, to Ryan, to Sheed. It needs to be fucking Schofield running down in the middle of the ground, (laughs) sets all this up, regardless.
0: McGovern gets it. You say saying it up, but aren't you like causing people to fill in for your mistake of leaving? That's
3: how that's called. You know what that's called, Dan? Teamwork.
0: Yeah, Understand? Sure. And you, you were so confident in the team.
3: Well, but, well, well who do you think covers everyone else's man when McGovern for ninety-five percent of the game is doing whatever the fuck he wants? Yeah. Me.
0: Gone. I've
5: covered your man the whole year. Yeah, he's my whole life. Yeah, correct. <laughs> my whole life. And the only, only time I don't
3: cover, he gets in the moment.
10: Yeah. It could have been Scoey. It
3: actually could have been. Anyway, that happens. Sheeters four to the ball. So he's talking about that, you know, the contests have to be win. When you're that far in front of the footy. You can't call for it. like no. that. You need people to do their role. Like oh, when I was in the middle of the G, going to win the game, yeah. I need Jack Darling or Liam Ryan to win that contest. And when they don't do it, I look stupid. Mm. When they do do it, Vardy or McGovern to Vardy to, to Ryan, he looks like a genius. And you're sitting yeah. there... And so Ryan takes that spectacular mark. What are you thinking? You're by yourself. You don't have an opponent.
5: I, I was telling him to hurry up and get up because he landed on the ground. I was like, I don't just want to hanger to get. I don't want. Yeah, but land on your feet, mate. Come on. I've seen you do it numerous times before. <laughs> no, unbelievable mark. But yeah, I was waiting for him to get to his feet because I didn't want my me to get chewed up and um, get manned up, which was never going to happen because the ball just moved so quickly. Um,
3: so he plays on.
5: Well the only reason I slightly had in my mind to play on was um no, was he, play, he plays on, kicks it He plays it to on you. kicks it at me. And then people are going, play I on. played on. But the reason on? I took one step was did you because play on? I just knew that it was a two V one. So did you like, play on? I don't think so. We're so late to go in a grand final, no, no. you put your whistle away. So, you put your whistle away. So did you play on?
0: No. Did you but no. you were tr- you were in your head, were you like, I'm gonna run forward? Because you sort of take a step, but you didn't get called.
5: I don't get. I, I very quickly realised I was going to get tackled and wasn't on. But and because there was a two v one, it was me and Willie versus Maynard. I thought, mm. well, if, if that I'll, was um,
3: round uh, twelve, uh, you know, and the, and the score is forty five points in front by West Coast, is that play on or not?
5: Uh, I still don't. Th- no, I don't think. I don't think it is, mate. I think the umpires come out and said they made that was the right decision. Good. So, um, oh, well, there you yeah, go. That's, that's all you want. So, okay.
3: Let's talk about the last play, so um, this is the McGavin to Vardy to Ryan to Sheed and, and, and West Coast had had shots at goal, um, you know, a few misses, a couple of posters and and sort of, you know, momentum was building but time was running out, right, so yeah. Yeah, you guys are staying in front and um, Sheed takes that mark on the boundary. Um, I'll say it. You don't have to. Um, Sheed plays on. Um, Sheed is shepherded. Uh, you know, he probably. <laughs> hey, had, he, hey <laughs> we're getting it firsthand from a West Coast man. Well, you know, it's a win's win what's isn't it? it? Everyone but, puts a What's the way on the grand final? Yeah, but but you know, it goes the way it goes. I don't think the grand final's decided by that moment. Um, no. Nah, you know, nah. it's, a, it's a, it'll be the
2: most talked-about moment, I think. It's not. He may have had his eyes shut when he's kicking for goal. And you. <laughs> have front row seat front row seat front row seat i got the best seat in the house to watch dom Sheed win a grand final it was so shit house this is, <laughs> it was absolute shit house is, your, is it it's in
3: your game plan at collingwood um, at that stage don't know if it's for you to stand on the mark because you're, um, you're the tallest guy
2: so if you actually were to take a statistical kind of data on percentage of set shots made while me on the mark i think it would be less than 50 percent I don't know why, Uh, and uh, I've noticed this throughout my career. I think people, like, shit themselves a bit whenever I jump up, and they go, oh, maybe I'm a bit too close or something. Yeah. Um, And I thought on the day, and this is actually, I've never really talked about this, but I was was fat, so so I was on the other side of the ground whenever McGovern takes a mark. I was next, next, next. Yeah. And um, you just feel this hopeless feeling because you're not like I mean you everyone kind of been this you know where you you're almost just watching this happen you yeah. can't have any impact and you're just going oh no oh no oh no oh no <laughs> and um, I remember sitting there I just I sprinted from literally like the opposite corner of the ground to go take that mark like to take the to take this, to stand the mark and Dom Sheet's sitting there and you know it's kind of an angle I'm like oh you know chances are probably not that high you know like from a probability standpoint yeah, correct and i remember the umpire came up to me i'll never forget this because he goes usually i'd kind of run up and i'd jump you know i try to like kind of throw people off and he goes no stand still and he wouldn't let me do it and he it was a very weird thing so i was like what do you mean like this is not and he goes make sure you don't cross that line he's really because no umpire really ever told me this. really wow. and um on that kick for some reason he was like no you need to stand and you need to just only essentially jump up and down you can't run up otherwise if you cross it I'm going to call 50 and uh, I remember that being on that day being like damn I kind of threw my little like you know psych out of like kickers off and he actually ended up kicking it way before you know he's an amazing kick and one that goes down, goes down in history obviously but that was one thing I remember sitting on the mark and I was like ah. Oh. This is a bit of a different that's, thing. That's amazing. So do you think inside. he was
0: trying to prevent, like he was looking out for you? Like, I, I really don't want to call 50. Like, make oh, sure you don't. It whole, you yeah.
2: can imagine if he calls 50 there, Dom Shea misses that goal. And then the whole grand final is decided based on an umpire's call. Yeah, true. He would have been, at, Collingwood fans, oh, dude <laughs> yeah. would not be alive today. So that's why I look at it. But credit to him, kicks yeah. the goal, wins the grand final. And, um, you know, the rest is history. So you take the mark, you play
3: on, you've got shepherded and then, <laughs> and then, okay, so you all right,
5: go back and well, take your kick? Yeah. What, well, firstly, it's a snapper, or a drop punt. Yeah, correct. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm not a great snapper of the footy. I usually belly them and they land in the middle of the ground. So I I, I, ne- I never, I never, ever kick snaps if I don't. Something play. you need to practice as
3: well. Josh Kennedy? Yes. Practices all the time. That's very, why he snaps all the time. Very
5: good at it. So I've decided to kick a drop punt and, you know, Scoey's set up the defensive zone already. Oh yeah, so like, that's that. all. Right. That's all set up. You're because, missing.
3: Well, everyone missing else has missed. That's why I set it up. Maston yeah. missed. Ryan missed. We, we yeah. missed about five in a row. E-
5: exactly. Yeah. So I was like, well, I've got a bit of a, I've got a little bit of a free hit here, right? And the reason I say that is because nobody expects me to kick it. So as much as it's a high pressure situation and environment, no one expects you to kick it.
0: At the same time, not expect you to pass it off, so yes. you have to take I the shot.
5: I couldn't pass it, so I had to take the take the shot. If I'm 30 metres straight in front, you are expected to kick it, so the, the, the pressure goes up, whereas this one, there wasn't what wasn't um, as much pressure in, in a sense in my mind because it was like, it's a free hit. So I just thought, just hit, hit the ball as well as you can and um, keep everything nice and straight
3: and give it an opportunity. Someone on social media mentioned that they – Perhaps they had a tour on the MCG not long after the grand final, and they let them have a shot at goal from around there. That. You go. And they said it was really windy, and, and it wasn't windy wherever else they were, but in yeah. that pocket, it felt really swirly. Do you remember nah. thinking about the wind? No, nah, I think we
5: had copped a pretty good day. There, was, there wasn't there um, was much wind, especially that time of the day. And you look at the kick, it doesn't, it doesn't drift or anything like that, but the whole idea was to keep it as straight as you can. Yeah. But there wasn't windy in that pocket on on the day from memory. But yeah, I mean there was a do, heap you have of, a.
3: do you have a straight kick, a set shot? If you had to take all your set shots over your career, is it straight or is it a hook? I mean, your left footer. I so mean, I that. run
5: around a little bit, right? You you take that few steps around. That's just what left footers do. Yes. So I was very fortunate that in that, that it was on the right pocket. And also with the pocket is we used to train at Subiaco Oval, and then. Um, Subiaco Oval would train there um, in our facility. So when we run out our race, that pocket that you're sitting in in Subiaco Oval is the same angle as the G. So before you go out and train, the footy bags would sit there. You'd have 10 shots from that pocket, putting on bets for coffees and lunches and, you know, whatever it is in that pocket before training, before you warmed up, you'd go train, you'd come back in, and before you go into your race, you'd have another 10 shots. It was always in so, that shot too. Yeah. That so was the last shot. Is always nice and straight. And so we would have had, like, everyone in our team would have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shots from that pocket without even knowing. And then on grand final day, it beca- happened to be, be the la- last goal. So... Um, but yeah, I, I if that had anything to do with it, I'm not too sure, but you can't really train for that moment. You can't practice kicking a goal in front of 100,000 people. You've got to when you've the got game's on the you line. know, you just can't you just can't practice to do that. So, um the fact I hit it well, um yeah, I think it was a bit of luck if I kicked that. How many times would I kick that out of 10? Probably I five. I'd say yeah, I'd say I mean, six. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it, w- it wouldn't be. What would you you're say? You're not going eight or nine. you Would you, know? say,
3: Mate, I, seven. You'd you know, say seven?
5: You I'd, know, I'd say it, it'd be yeah, five, a half
3: maybe. Do you do you remember the noise like dead, do you, dead the feeling? Yelling.
5: Dead, dead. Before the noise. It was like a, it, was, it was. It was almost eerie because you know the whole game you'd heard cheers and you'd heard you know everything the whole game and then I marked it. I almost think everyone sort of almost held their breath like. What's going to happen? So it wasn't, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't noisy. The only thing I could hear so clearly was the fans over, the Collingwood fans over my back right shoulder, which were like 20 of them about a meter away from me. They were just saying horrible things, like, <laughs> you, you know, just things you don't want to, you, you just don't, you know, it's just. PG rated this show, obviously. No, um, no it's not nah. actually. You can <laughs> swear, you can do what you want. <laughs> you know, just spraying me, saying I'm no good, and you know, obviously, conceding, P- putting or? a bit of, putting nah. a, yeah, 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 putting a bit of mayo on everything. So that's the only thing I could hear very clearly. Other than that, it was like it was silent.
4: Yeah.
0: Mm. What about when it goes through? What's the sound? The like, whole crowd.
5: Yeah, like the whole the whole crowd. What, what is it? it? What's the sound? Like, mate, it's it? just like this. It's a, Obviously, like this roar, you can't actually hear anything. You just all of a sudden are just like, you're just like deaf instantly because of like how loud it is. I was I was shocked at how loud our fans were on grand final day. They were as loud as the Collingwood fans, and I reckon we're outnumbered 60 40 yeah, their least, way in terms I mean, of fans. Like, that's probably maximum. That's generous. Like, I reckon. And it could have been that, 70, 30. 70 30 or something. I was, I was very surprised at how loud they were.
3: Is that why <clears throat> when you kick it, you turn around in the crowd? Because you say, like, you could. Mm. You could, you could, you could hear the, you could hear them the jeering. Do you I think, think, like subconsciously, you're like, yes, take that, boys. Maybe subconsciously, voice. but I think the adrenaline in the
5: moment sort of just got the better of me. And uh, you know, I'm not usually a celebrator. I don't usually celebrate goals. I usually move on. But that moment, Keep with the and emotions season. and everything, Keep just um, yeah. no big deal. Just, I just got the better of me. Just yeah, just to go ahead in the grand final,
3: <laughs> might just celebrate this one.
6: Iron goes Win the game Yep What's the feeling Um, It's probably Yeah it was I can't even explain it Like the AJ our runner ran out With 10 seconds to go With that last forward stoppage And I see him put his hands up Like he goes You know 10 seconds So in my head I'm just counting down I'm just going 10 9 And shit's happening And Pendles gets that ball and he sprays it. Yo, he gets it because he's you know in that position. Can
3: Kennedy, Kennedy, is counting down. I'm
6: counting down. Uh, they, they, I'm in a position while, while, to count while down. While
3: is counting count down, Collingwood get the clearance and it's about five centimeters from going over yoey's head mate, and I'm, being one on one with Jordan to and Will Schofield inside the forward half. I'm,
6: so I'm, thanks I'm counting, for counting it down, I'm, mate. mate I was in a position where I, was, I could count down. I was just holding that corridor balance, <laughs> mate. It was all right. Like Yoey was there, but there yeah, he had what he had. Stevenson, my my check and um. Varco Varco Three of the fastest blokes On the field Would have You were deep On to Goey In the goal square mm. I'll back you in Every day of the week But I'm just I reckon if that was Hand over Yoey And they'll run at you If you see that last five seconds So Yoey gets it And k- snaps it And
3: honest yep. <coughs> Varco is five centimetres Away from smothering it And there was three It was just a wave Of Collingwood it was, players was yep,
6: They're coming straight at Scoey On to Goey
3: well, sometimes lie in bed. I promise this. Happens. Sometimes lie in bed. I think, like, what would have happened? If, like, because like, there was maybe like seven seconds left. Like, is there enough time? Does it, do they get it? Do they, do they kick it? And there's like two seconds left and I give a free kick away. Like, does yeah. Jordan go here, like, go back for a set shot after the siren? Is it a foot race? Yeah. And I win, Is a foot raise,
6: I fall over. And like, he yeah. sort
0: of had your number that game as well. Excuse me. <laughs>
6: <laughs> he did play well. He kicked some goals that day. But yeah, so the siren goes. But yeah, so I'd counting down, obviously, and then Yohe know, kicks it back. And then that's when I stopped, I stopped counting because I came in you know, to be involved in the play. And um, Reddo um, grabbed it and he somehow fluffed it up the air. He just didn't hold it in. And then Masto grabbed it, pulled it in, and then we we're all around, and then the siren goes. So for me, um, I decided the emotion of, of winning, I think, and it was all built in to that one point. You know, you see guys like, oh, even Hawthorne when they played us, you know, they knew they were going to win in that last quarter. You know, they've already kind of had those emotions of winning which kind of drag out that whole quarter, whereas for us, like, it was down to those last final well, till the sign went. It's just everything came out. So I just I turned to the sky and I just I screamed as loud as I could, and then in my head I was just like, where's Lekha? Because we'd been, you know... Best mates, we've been through so much footy together. And I opened my eyes and he's right there and he spear tackles me to the ground. <laughs> and I was just hugging him and we were just laying on the ground. And yeah, he's just all I can remember is he, he goes, We fucking did it. We just, we done it. We done it. And we're just hugging and hugging. I think Reddo tried to jump on or Hutchie, so give him an elbow. I was just like, Fucking just leave this moment. Yeah. And it's quite funny. I think over our career, we've always, you know, played a lot of footy together. We celebrated a lot together. Peter Sumich actually back in the day made a rule because he thought we were carrying on too much with you know kicking goals and he just made a rule your you, your dicks aren't allowed to touch when you celebrate because we're coming in too close we're hugging we're just in there and we're just yeah up and about so a lot of it was like you know high fiving and stuff and so you what know, that day that rule went out the fucking door there's a fair bit of dick touching.
3: You're the bloke with the ball in yeah. his hands. Yeah, yeah,
8: so yeah. I finished with the ball when the sign goes, which is pretty dope. Um, yeah, so I, the, my immediate thing was to get to the Bulls because I thought I was a bull, which is the Bulls. Is, <laughs> I'm sure you've spoken about it every single yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, the backman, I thought I was a bull and specifically probably yourself and Gov. <laughs> And so I've got up, Dom, and Dom's one of my best mates as well, so see Dom, and I kind of brushed him off almost, like, so give him a quick and he just kicked gold with wins the game. <laughs> I have like, giving him a spreef hug, um, thrown him around, like, kind of pushed him to the side, and I've just started running, and I kind of get, like, halfway across this, like, 20-meter gap, and um, Elliot Yo, which is, like, probably the last person I want to like, taking the piss We now. love Yo, We love Yo, but I don't want to hug him right then in that moment. I want to get to the pool. But I go got this little gap, and I get like spit tackled like, <laughs> by Yoey. And the, all I remember is just like, I didn't even reckon I did anything. And there's a one photo of me literally like pushing Yoey out of the way, like not giving him anything, just trying to push off him to get to the backs, which I think is fucking hilarious because you don't know what you're thinking in that moment either. You just like, nah. you just roar. So you're just going for it.
3: Do you remember where you were when the siren went? The
11: grand final. Yeah, I always I I think I was right near you, right next. To I don't me. know. I'm just. I don't know the. I don't know the answers. I mean, it's Wow, well, wow, the the end. Of, I'm, I was. I'm supposed to end quarters on like in close games. I'm supposed to be on the bench that year. <laughs>
10: Start <laughs> on the bench. Finish on the bench.
11: No, not finish on the bench in a normal game, but in a close game, like when we beat Port after the siren. I'm on the bench. Any close game we had that year, I'm on the bench. Yeah, me, Venice, Dom, and, Probably Bards. like yep. the people who start on the bench they're finishing on the bench if it's close, yep. so i'm I was on the I'd come to the bench with five minutes to go, feed up like beautiful, if we lose this game it's it's not my so fight. you're on the bench when show to keep the goal, no, 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 I come back on, so i was I was supposed to be on the bench, and then Bunga split himself open, oh, and they needed some they were trying to get him they were was, he had to come off, I had to go on, then they wanted me to come back off, but. Yes. I couldn't get there, so Duggo went off in the end. So I ended up on the ground, and I was – um when the siren went, the ball got surged right towards me, and there was like Dugowie, Stevenson, Far whoever go. else was the fastest person ever. streaming at the ball, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but, Yoey grabbed it and booted it back, and then siren went, and I was with all the bulls. And I got um, caught in the middle of that big group huddle, Cuddle of all the bulls, i like, couldn't breathe. You can't even see me in the it, photo; you can just see my legs. It's a, a picture of Brass mcgalvin Hearn, yeah. me, yeah. And then there's just legs just in the legs middle. The yeah, I'm like couldn't breathe. I was just like <laughs> screaming to get out of it. But yeah, like best moment, like so much just joy and excitement. Like I don't know how to explain it. I was running around like a headless. Explain
3: chocolate. it. You're on a podcast. How do you feel?
11: Oh, as I said, like it's just of joy like I, I didn't know where to look What to do I was just running around Like so happy um,
3: Did you see your family When you were going around the Boundary?
11: Uh, yes I saw my family And Lily and all my mates What was that good. moment like? Yeah it was It was pretty special um, Probably still more excitement At that point I reckon after that So we'd done a couple of laps And whatnot. not We were waiting to go Back into the rooms I had a little bit of a Moment to myself Where I just kind of Reflected on whole year really like i've spent a big year with my old man passing away um a bit of a career defining year for my for me like if i didn't go good that year maybe you never never know i could have been done with my footy career at the end of the next year so yeah. uh, i was yeah it was a bit of moment of reflection just proud of where i'd come from and proud of the fam- proud of my family like proud to do it for my old man like i had a look up at the sky like um a little moment by myself it was pretty special um so no, he was watching over me because every game that year was, you know, I'd look at my wrist and that's why I put it on my wrist to just to think about that um, f- footy's bigger than, you know, winning and losing, you know. I, I was doing it for him the, the whole year and it was, yeah, it was pretty special. Yeah. After all the joy and excitement and getting strangled, it was, uh, I had a little <laughs> moment to myself and it was, it was pretty cool. Do
3: you remember? Uh, Siren goes, we win the grand final reaction
9: so this is a part i don't remember at all but retrospectively i'm says you know i don't even know what you call that motion but squeezed my fists and gone to one knee and screamed and then ran as fast as i could and went to hug bunga and bunga who is the strongest man in the world like armed me and so i've sort of gone to Hug him and he's armed me and kept running with me under his arm. And so i am like, yeah, kept running over towards the rest of the backs and we all get into this big huddle and start screaming. And then I remember I was screaming so hard that I was starting to see colours and (laughs) like sort of hallucinate. And so I had to like get on my haunches and have a couple of deep breaths and put a mouth guard in my sock and then, you know, get on to the rest of the boys. So there was just complete and utter joy
3: Is that your best footy memory, like winning the flag? It just sounds obvious, but is, that, is the your premiership best memory?
4: Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think that's what you do growing up. You just want to win a flag in on the biggest stage of AFL. So the the thing that um, I appreciate the most probably was winning the cup, celebrating with the boys, and then running around the oval and seeing loved ones and people who support you the whole your whole life and your whole football career and that sort of stuff and how much it means to them and being able to. Hugging me in the crowd and that sort of stuff was pretty special. still gives me goosebumps. But um, that's probably the most memorable part of the grand final is celebrating with the boys and then your loved ones in the crowd.
3: Game finishes, you know you've had a good game. Does someone tell you you're winning the Norm Smith medal? What happens? What t- what happens when you win the Norm Smith?
1: Um, yeah, a guy came to me and said... Um, as soon as he was coming to me, I knew what he was coming for, too. He was like, to me with a notepad, like, handshake, like, ready to shake. I was like, he's not just coming to congratulate me and win the flag. He goes, Luke, Luke, congratulations. I um, just want to let you know you've won the Norm Smith medal. I said, I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't say it. He goes, uh, three things. Um, thank you, fans. Um, thank Collingwood and don't swear. I like, really? I so wasn't planning on it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um so, yeah, and then, mate, it's funny, like, um, people probably think bullshit, but obviously I wasn't thinking about the Norm Smith, like, winning the premiership was the best thing, celebrating with the mates, he told me, but then when they were doing the Norm Smith medal announcement, I'd actually forgotten that he'd told me, so for a split second, for a couple of seconds, I was thinking, Dom, um, I don't know, JK, oh, hang on, no, this is me. That's right. <laughs> so like, you are so caught up celebrating and yeah, Norm Smith is the least of you worries at that stage but um, yeah, he came out and told me so. You see guys win it, they've been told before. Yeah.
2: You never think it's over till you hear that siren and then once the siren kind of went, you kind of come to this realisation of these emotions just kind of flow over you of all the stress of just finals in general and like the whole Experience and everything else being finalized and finished, and now it's kind of like what's the next step of moving on. And um, you watch it, you know, obviously, each other respect and you watch them go up and get their medals and everything else. And you kind of just sit there in, in shock and awe because, like, you know, you talk about the beginning of the game, you're like, we had it in our hands, we let it go. And um, yeah, we just kind of sat there, watched everyone get their medal, and um, oh, I think emotions flowed I would say I probably cried, I want to say at that point, wasn't really too sure about anything i was just like kind of in this empty space and it was kind of this weird feeling um of having an empty space and then having someone fulfill their dreams next to you mm. it's a weird weird thing on a grand final day and um but i remember getting back to the to the club or back to the rooms and there's a point where i remember this very very vividly was we're walking back or i was walking out or something and, and josh kennedy he had walked past and I, he was holding a beer or something like that and he had his premiership medal on you know and I, he was grinning from ear to ear. I just remember just sitting there looking at him. I just go, I'm actually happy for him. He's uh-huh. like, he's, you know, that was probably something he's been wanting to do for his whole life. And he's, he's now conquered that goal. And you can see exactly how happy he was. And I was like, you know what? Whatever happened in that game, you know, it is what it is. Everyone gave their, their all. But I'm happy for him to have that experience in his life. And um, that's one moment that I'll never forget. <laughs> like, just after the game, that was pretty amazing.
3: Unreal. I remember being in
2: the... Um
3: in the rooms afterwards, like do you remember the, Cell you know singing Sweet Caroline? Do you remember? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just making sure your memory's all
11: there, mate. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I do remember that. I um, I, after we sang the song and everyone was standing in that like the room where, and everyone was getting interviews and stuff, I kind of just like snuck out of there and just went and sat in the change rooms with all the Waffle Boys. And, Did you? And had a few beers because I was like, oh, I need to get out of here. I got a few f- uh, photos with the family. But then I was like, oh, I'm not doing any of that. I need to just. Get back into the locker room, so I sat with all the waffle boys, Rothy and all my boys, and had a beer, and, um, and then everyone else come in and the antics started, and they didn't stop for a while. So,
3: I didn't mention either Ryan Davis or Sarah Wellingham, but I just remembered as I was talking about that. So, had this moment in the rooms after the flag where there's literally you cannot move. It's a ah, like hip club yeah. on a Tuesday night, yeah. mate. You cannot move. <laughs> you cannot move, and there's you know every family member. Anyone that's at the ground that kind of feels like they know you, they they try to get in, and they eventually get in, and there's just just I've been there trying to get in, packed, right? My family couldn't get in. I spent ten minutes out of the room because the security guard at M C J wouldn't let my family in. Imagine how I was acting. I was going (laughs) (laughs) on. I'm in my fucking playing outfit. I've got my brother, his wife, and my niece and nephew. My mum, like my other brother, his kids. (laughs) they're at the front of the line the security guy don't have passes mate they're not coming through and I'm like here's your fucking pass mate here's my medal and my jumper they're coming in like like, genuinely about to fight him like so angry eventually got him through and blah 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 but you're in this room and so much going on there's me- like every media person in the world is in there it's crazy it's like lunacy you know, it's not it's almost not fun it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's like yeah, good on you mate like grabbing your headlock yeah love you oh, i taught you everything you knew yeah that's <laughs> anyway. what i tried to get out there. <laughs> eventually when it's over we got into the rooms and there's that footage of sweet caroline it was the 22 and i remember it's probably a sad moment i should have asked both of them literally back to back on this podcast the last two weeks the last two people other than the 22 were Sherrod Wellingham and Ryan Davis in that room with the boys. At Seeing with us? Yeah, they had to get, like, they, they, they asked them to leave, because oh, right, right, yeah, they just yeah. wanted the 22 in there. Yeah. And I just thought of that. I thought I'd
0: just yeah, yeah, share <laughs> it. Was, was there anyone that you had to sort of keep bringing into the moment that was sort of, like, some people in those times when it's, like, that good, they sort of check out and they're a bit of a stunned mullet. Was there anyone that was like...
11: Well, maybe Coley by
0: the sounds of <laughs> it. Yeah, was, that's, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Were well, you sort of the one that had to keep going, like, mate, this is a good time.
11: Oh, oh no, no, I was all in when it was the sweet Caroline. I don't, don't yeah, don't get me wrong, I was loving that. It was just like when there was so many people and I got a photo with my family I was like, this is, this is a bit much. I just wanted to sit with like um sit with a few of the boys. So I went back into the change room, all the boys who didn't play that day were sitting in there, um, having a beer and um Yeah, like that's one memory I, I do have, so it was pretty special yeah, to me. Reminds me
0: of um and you know I love Dirk Nowitzki, Dallas Maverick legend. Um, after the 2011 championship Siren goes the buzz goes they've won the championship he bolts off and goes and sits in the change room by himself doesn't want anything to do with all the carry on he's like just needed a moment he just wanted to escape and yeah straight off yeah literally he's like charging that's, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, that's a bit look at me I reckon yeah. like that'd be yeah. like you know Dirk Nowitzki like I know Dirk Nowitzki he's like he's, he's getting out he just doesn't want to be of how do you know Dirk you're a Dirk keep
3: going it's like me and Dan Ricardo. Yeah. mates um <laughs> Yeah, very good. Lovely memories. Um. All right, let's take it back. So you get permission from mum and dad to send it. So you send it right after the grand final. We win the grand final, the premiership, 2018. Greatest moment of your footy career. Um, how's how's that night and following day go for you? you? You you feel feel like you were well performed? Yeah, I was in good fine form. I, I will say you will bet you best on <laughs> best on ground in the 24 hours post grand final.
10: Yeah. Oh, mate. It was uh, pretty well. Uh, there's probably some stories. I'll tell you some, but there's
3: some I can't say. But if you, you- I'll, lead you, I'll lead you in. You know, So we get on the bus the next day, right? Um, oh, yeah. Right. No, <laughs> some boys have been asleep. Some haven't. Yep. Anyway, everyone's on there. We've got a head count. Um, just say we're counting the 22 that played. Probably would have been 25 on the bus, but um, counting around, well, 24 should have been 25. Who's missing? Who's missing? Can't find anyone. Who is it? Who is it? It's Scotty. Scott Lycett, not on the bus. All right, so we're leaving at eight o'clock AM. Not there. It's five past. Ringing him. No, can't get a hold of him. So we send Peter Staples inside hotel. Have to go up to the room, unlock the door. Can you remember Staples coming in?
10: Yeah. So he just knocked on the door. He's like, Scotty, get the ready. We're we'll leaving. <laughs> I'm like, I literally had like half an hour's forty forty five minutes sleep. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Find my like polo top and shorts and shoes. I couldn't find you my shoes You had your bag No nah, you? All my clothes were all over the ground Like everywhere <laughs> So he's come in Packed my bag for me He's like I'll pack your bag You just get down the bus I'm like Alright mate I'm alright right. So I put the polo on Shorts Couldn't find my shoes I'm like Oh where the, where the hell are they and You can just, swear if you want So I was like Oh I'll just put my, my boots on then So I just chucked my boots on And then realized, Not re- thinking anyone would notice And then Get on the bus Footy and, socks as well Yeah I think they were on Yeah And um, Gross Get on the bus And then sit down like next to bunger like so it's everywhere you could see it's like next to Bunga. perfect skiffer and um then simo gets up in front of everyone he's like all right boys uh, everyone here like, yeah everyone's here he's like oh has everyone got their uh uh premiership jumper everyone's like yeah yeah Look down
3: yep everyone's got, got them on there. yep
10: what about has everyone got their premiership medal i'm like yeah well, <laughs> yeah i look next to bunger i'm like oh, mate what idiot wouldn't have the like the medal and then he's like Scotty Lyser." <laughs> What's this? And then everyone's just like erupted. Because I, I thought he would have packed my medal with my bag, like because he was packing up my bag and stuff. But someone ended up taking my medal, and then they left it at the concierge at the at the hotel. And, <laughs> so you lost your medal. Oh, uh, basically, you lost it. Yeah, you so got on the bus without it. Someone took it, um, and then they brought it back. And yeah, so it's it an interesting story that one. But that's outstanding. But then another story as well was we um, get to the. The airport and- You are in got, your footy boots. Yeah, in my footy boots. And no one would have noticed, but like Scully's literally gone, like all the cameras are there. He's like, he's in his boots. <laughs> like, Did <laughs> I? his boots. Did I? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, sounds like something I'd do. And then we get on the plane and um we're on in, one of those big planes. In you your footy boots still. Yeah, in the footy boots still. <laughs> and you, it was one, one of those ones where you get like 18 seats in business. Usually it's like, uh what, eight or something. Yeah. Um, so we had the big plane and we're all on the JDs and Cokes, like, would have had, like, eight to ten, like, it's a four, <laughs> four, it was a four or five hour flight. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're about three hours in, I've had, like, eight Jimmy and Cokes and um, for some reason, like, I was obviously not well, I was like... <laughs> for <we're>, some reason. <laughs> I was like, we've got, like, an hour left in the flight, I'm thinking to myself, like, I need, if I get an hour sleep here now, I'll be right for that extra hour tonight when we, like, have a party or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I had the, had two sleepers. I like, probably shouldn't have had them. Um, didn't work until we got off the plane. So I've fallen asleep. I'm, like, getting dragged out of the plane, like, real, like, drowsy, like, could barely, like, walk.
0: You seem easy. You'd be easy to drag as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, it, was,
10: it, was, it wasn't it it was was good. And then we went to, like, the parade, or it was the celebration we had. And, like, I was – I can't even remember it. Like, I was, like, asleep, zombified, like, waking up. And then, um, yeah, on the bus. Do you remember what happened on the bus? No. Uh, so – I do, but yeah, please continue. So we're on the bus going towards this parade thing and I was busting to go to the dunny, like, do a poo. <laughs> and um, go in the back seat and, like, do a good job of it. And um like the, it didn't the bus, bus toilet. Yeah, the bus, bus toilet. No one uses those. Bus, it's toilet. got <laughs> it does, mate. <laughs> and it didn't work. So I was trying to, no water, nothing, like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> and all the blokes are like, Whoa, Jesus, what's going on here, Scotty? Fire out! What have you eaten, buddy? Son's called up there and died." And um, uh, and then I'm like, "Boys, mate, if you don't shit, you die. So get over it." <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> you I've got shit. something to tell you, Gov. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't shit, you die. And you know what else? Shit stinks,
3: mate.
0: Are you, serious? are you like seriously at this point? Dead yeah. pan, mate. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. right.
3: And like genuinely upset that people are upset with you.
10: That's good. Oh, that's dead set. Yeah.
3: So sorry, I'll tell you a few of those from my point of view. So I was on the plane. I was sitting um, across the aisle from Scotty in business class. We are drinking together. And with an hour to go, Scotty, exact conversation, but he actually said it. He was like, if I get an hour sleep here... I won't have to have an hour of sleep when we get back, so I'm gonna have a sleeping tablet. I was like, "Do not do that, Scott." Like we are we are landing in Perth <laughs> in less than an hour, like we and we're going straight to the like straight to the whatever it was the parade the party thing um, where everyone was at Langley Park, and and I, for ten minutes debated with him like should I take it? And I was like, "Mate, do not take it." And I just remember him like looking at me. He's like, oh, bang, gone <laughs> straight <laughs> down the hatch." And I was like, mate, you shouldn't have done that. And like Scottie said, he didn't go to sleep. I straight, they don't kick in sleeping tablets. Yeah, so, sure
0: you would have taken sleeping tablets before. Mate, you don't just like take it. And-
3: no, correct. But he, he wasn't thinking very clearly. <laughs> My
0: logic wasn't very
10: like <laughs> sound. Yeah, and it isn't normally either, but I'm usually more switched on. So that. he
3: falls asleep 15 minutes to go on the flight. And when I say asleep, like he's unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, what it was a breakfast at Bernie's or uh, um weekend. Weekend, weekend at Bernie's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know when there's the yeah. Dead person, yeah, yeah. That's what Scotty was. Yeah, and so we put Sonny's on. We have got, got all the videos on my on my phone. Like using his his arms, just floppy. He's just completely <laughs> unconscious. <laughs> That's right. And we land. He's in his footy boots. Me and I think it was Gov p- put him over like shoulder each one and dragging him with his legs dragging along behind through it, the aisle is like, there
0: media there waiting with cameras at this um, point
3: so th- this is on the plane so we get I drag him up the aisle I like, can't walk Is it unconscious I got down the stairs uh, uh, yeah and we yeah. got him to the top of the stairs and we we had a bus straight from the airport right I said Scott like, I was like slapping him like Scotty you gotta wake up you gotta get down these stairs into the bus it was a 20 metre walk and like <laughs> just like a, like a freshly born giraffe yeah. stumbling <laughs> down, down the stairs like slobbed his way onto the bus Left us all a present on there. <laughs> and then I'm 31, Scott's 29, Coley's 28. So we get up in number order oh, onto right. the stage. Yep. And and he's like, so he's gone, bus scenario, he's falling asleep again on the bus, unconscious again when we get there. We drag him off the bus and he's like, at this stage I can walk, but his like limbs aren't functioning properly. So he's like <laughs> slopping around, right. like clip-clopping down to the to the stage. And we have to drag him up and we had to prop him up the entire... Yeah. He was just so out of it. He had sunnies on. We weren't allowed to wear sunnies. But I was we, the only one, yeah. We left him with... If you've if seen any photos, Scotty's the only one with sunnies on. Because <laughs> he was <laughs> asleep on the stage.
10: That's 100% true. I didn't have my... I was the only one without a Guernsey as well. Because that, that was in my bag. <laughs> but they
0: packed. This, this whole th- situation makes me feel so uncomfortable.
3: You spoke about the feeling of winning a grand final in the podcast we did here on Backchat in 2019. So I had a question from Michael underscore John underscore Watkins. I've stolen it out of social media, Dan. Take Sorry, it. mate. So, Tom, you were criticised after the 2018 premiership for saying you felt a little bit directionless. Mm. Yet since then, your performance has been remarkably reliable. Do you think lessons can be learned from this regarding self-awareness, both for athletes and in general life? How about wow. that? Yeah, it's a good question. I want to read you your quote. I've got word for word here, all Right. So this is from 2019. This is uh, six months out from winning the winning the flag. You've got an idea about what an experience like that, winning a grand final, will be like, and you've formed an idea from when you were a very young child and seeing Sam Butler, Benny Cousins and the like on your wall with the cup and the medal, you think it's going to give you this endless sense of fulfilment because it's all you've ever wanted. Burrass said on Backchat Podcast. <laughs> you, you go through this experience, it's so different to what you first imagined in all sorts of ways, and you notice in a month's time or in three months' time or whatever, it's not everything that it was meant to be in your mind. And that doesn't mean it wasn't a letdown. I loved every second of it, but it was so different to how I always pictured it that I think it leaves you a little bit directionless for a while. Now, as we like to do on this podcast, Media Watch... They took directionless for a little while. Like Tom Barass, directionless, under winning the premiership. That's why West Coast is so shit at the moment. But if you listen to that quote in context, I think you're saying you built this up for your entire life. You won a premiership and it wasn't what you expected. So it Absolutely. changed the way you thought about it. Yeah. How do you think about that now?
9: Mate, that's exactly it. And um, I suppose it's prompted thought into how you define yourself and your identity and what's important to you if it's not being the best footballer and the champion, you know, all those things that you first thought were sort of cool and interesting, which still have value. And it's nice to have recognition for lots of hard work, but, yeah, the the difference was, I suppose, is that you think it it's going to change who you are and it doesn't. It's still you. And, and all the things that make you are com- not completely different, but they're not what you thought it were. It wasn't because you played for West Coast and because everyone, you know, respected your ability and respected you as a bloke is because you've got a great family and that you're nice to your mates and you guys have a fun time together and that, you know, I've learnt more that you contribute to ideas you believe in and, you know, helping people and you also try and contribute to the arts and express yourself and create and, you know, be playful. And I think that that's one of the things I learnt through that and what that quote's trying to... Entail and, and its ties to conditioning, which I mentioned earlier, is that you. Lots of people, including myself, live their lives via analogy of a journey. You know, it's like oh, you're on this journey, and you know you're you're in high school, right? And the year 12's coming, and it's coming. You're gonna get you know your ATAR, and then get to uni, and the you know the good things coming, and goes all the way, right, until you win the flag, and you're like, it's here. You know, what, what, what is this? And you realise that it was, a, it was a musical thing and you were meant to be dancing and playing, you know, and, and that you should have been thinking about it as life by analogy to music, you know, where that was a lucky, that was a lesson I was able to learn at that time rather than being 40 where most people learn it and they have identity crisis because it's like, wow, who am I? Just my whole life trying to get to this place that doesn't exist. So it was a little bit of that. It was a bit like, wow, okay, you know, achievements however big they may be, just are dwarfed by how I am or how you are with someone in the next moment, and then you know how how you feel when you're being nice to someone, and how you feel when you're just playing footy and trying to progress the game and progress others
3: with it. If if you feel me. that's it for another Backchat off-season episode. Backchat double underscore on socials. You can follow us at backchatpodcast.com.au. Send us an email. We're still receiving those. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Thanks to our sponsors, Whippersnapper Whiskey, Muggot River Roasting Co., Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras. We'll be back soon.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with
7: Quinn's.